0: Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to slash pack for free shipping and 365 day returns.
2: Welcome to Happy Foot, Sad Foot, your LAFC gateway drug. I'm Travis Helwig. And I'm
1: Darren Miller. Welcome to our breezy preview of two games this week. Our first Champions League game against Costa Rican side, LDA, which takes place this Thursday, March 9th at 7 p.m. on FS2. And then our MLS matchup, LAFC versus New England Revolution, which takes place this Sunday, March 12th at 7.30 p.m. at BMO Stadium. You can watch that one on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV. And just a reminder, 10 minutes after both games, that's right, both games, we will be live on YouTube. For the post-game call-in show, there's a link to our YouTube channel in the show notes if you want to watch live or call in to chat and join us. It'll be a lot of fun.
2: And for the Champions League stream, which will be Thursday evening after the game, we'll be joined by the smartest soccer mind in the LAFC community, Vince LaRosa. I'm very honored. He wants to be on the show and join us. So pumped for that. When I say he wants to be, I offered it to him, and he said yes. He (laughs) was—I don't want it to seem like he's (laughs) begging— (laughs) <laughs> to be on the show, <laughs> no, we are um, very
1: lucky to have him.
2: I mean, yeah, he's he's. I I've, I've learned a lot from listening to him over the years, so I'm very excited to see to have him on the show and to talk to him, Darren. For our listener mandated banter this week, oh yes, let's banter. There, there's two things I want to talk about. First, I can't go to the game on Sunday, so we're giving away my tickets in right. some sort of sweepstakes. I'm at, I'm in <laughs> section 129, which are the best seats you can get in the lower bowl that aren't inside of a club. I was the very first season in that really nice club with free food. And I got tired of waiting in a really long line for a pulled pork sandwich. And so I got seats just to the right of that. They're great seats. And you can win my two tickets for this.
1: It's very simple to enter. Just click on the link in the show notes. There's 10 different ways to enter, which are essentially just different ways to prove you're subscribed or follow us on social or support us in some way. And then we'll pick a random winner. Entries are going to close on Friday at midnight and then we'll announce Saturday morning you might wake up Saturday morning and discover you're going to the game
2: now the second thing i want to chat about in our listener mandated banter it's um, good to have this
1: kind of structure to the to banter that's what banter is all yes.
2: about yes when they said they wanted banter <laughs> up top they wanted me to write more stuff that i just read <laughs>
1: <laughs> make sure it's numbered <laughs> make sure it's
2: timed <laughs> Look, we've gotten incredible responses from people on the podcast. The numbers continue to grow. I can't thank people enough for all the kind words and encouragement, and especially those who have yeah, reviewed the podcast five Pretty stars. Awesome. It it really, really goes a long way that you did that. It means thank a lot. You. That said, this week, the podcast did get a tweet that, well, you know, Twitter turns me into a demon and I have to respond when something happens. So we got a tweet and I just want to read it for you, Darren. <laughs> this is what it says. I'm not going to say who it was because I don't want people to be mean to this person on the internet. And I know our legion of stands. We have a stan army <laughs> re- ready to destroy this guy.
1: Guys, <laughs> don't do it. I know. I just we're, You might do it anyway, but just don't. Try not to do it, okay? Try not to. <laughs> this guy just does not deserve it, okay?
2: Uh, no, he's very nice. We've talked after. But this was his suggestion. He said, quote, I know this suggestion will get immediately dismissed. He's right. <laughs> but I really encourage a name change for the podcast. With the vibe you're going for, I'd suggest something like Sunset Soccer Club or just the Sunset Club, something related to the Sunset Deck. He then insulted one segment on the show, but that's not important. The, <laughs> the thing I want to say to this person, who again, I'm very happy they're listening, is that... We will never fucking change the name of this podcast. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? If there's one thing I know for sure is that this name is a good name. And, and I just want to say, I, I realized maybe people don't know the history of the Happy Foot, Sad Foot sign. And so I thought That's I'd awesome. quickly, you know, give it to the audience in case they don't know. There was a sign. It's like in between Echo Park and Silver Lake. It was rotating. And it said, Sunset Foot Clinic. And at one side, you saw the smiling happy foot from our logo. And on the other side, you saw a disgusting, bloody, (laughs) like, injured foot on the other. And this sign was famous. It was there for decades. It's been in books. It's been in movies. And the lore of the happy foot, sad foot sign was, if you're driving down Sunset Boulevard, the first side you see, if you see the happy foot side, that means you're going to have a good day. And if you see the sad foot side, that means you're going to have a bad day. And it's one of those weird, quirky Los Angeles things that I love in the same way that releasing a fucking Falcon is weird or us being obsessed with Team Security Paul is weird. It's something that means a lot to me to the city of Los Angeles. So to this man who told us to change the name, I just want you to say, I hope you drown. (laughs) I don't hope you drown. I don't hope you drown.
1: I think you've gone way above and beyond immediately dismissing the name Jane.
2: You know what actually he said, helped me? Sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh no, that's okay. I just like you. Sure, you don't want it to be Sunset Soccer
2: Club? Look, I'm I'm not here to judge that, anyone. Like,
1: it wasn't like it wasn't like here's why I don't like the name or here's why it's not good or here's why this name is good. It was just. I randomly don't like that name. Here's another random name I do randomly like.
2: Yes, And I get, I get, I get it. I get it. You don't like it. You're wrong. That's fine. A thing that I will say quickly, because this is so much banter, I'm hating the amount of banter this is.
1: I love it. um, I love it.
2: Is that I was actually inspired the very first game I sat behind the South End goal, two rows of my friend Gonzalo. We witnessed that Simon goal from behind the fucking goal. It was so cool. But um, the first week one of the supporters groups, I want to say the the lucky boys. I don't, I don't remember which it was, but they have a flag with Felix, the cat on it. And Felix, the cat is a reference to the car dealership. That's like down the road from the stadium. And I was like, Oh, it's so cool that they're using this weird thing. We all know as their emblem. And I, that's when I started the happy foot, sad foot Instagram meme page that went away for a long time. All that said is I like the name. Honestly, we can end the podcast now if you want. This feels like a good place to end
1: it. I love that you're getting this worked up over this. And later, we're going to talk about Boston.
2: <laughs> we're this, both is gonna maybe, die. this is a nightmare episode for me. Okay. It really is. That seems like way too much banter. We will never have banter. that much banter again. Darren, start the show. All right. Let's start
1: the show. Um,. <laughs> Okay. Each week, I rely on Travis's LAFC obsession so that I can fulfill my obligations as a productive member of society and let Travis, more of a recipient of society, fill a small piece of his infinite free time, rabbit-holing his way through MLS news, stats, footage, gossip, and various recreational drugs until he can vomit out the storylines beneath the surface of each week's game and return some... Semblance of the life I'm missing out on that he's indirectly taken from me in a segment we like to call Storylines.
2: Once again, thank you to the TikTok text to song feature for that song. And Darren, I didn't really listen to your intro. I was thinking about all the free time I have tomorrow. Let's get into the storylines of the game. The first storyline is obvious from the title of this episode. We got two games this week, and one involves a 12-hour round-trip flight to Costa Rica. Pura Vida, Darren. But this means two games in one week. That our coach has a choice. Do we play the same players for every game, our best players, and allow them to get fatigued? Or do we do some quality Kawhi Leonard-style load management, mix up the lineup, and spread out a roster between both games? We either play our best team tired, or we play a fresh side with worse players. Either way, we're at a disadvantage. So that's kind of the first storyline is what's our roster going to look like going into both of these games. For this okay. first match, this Thursday, we're traveling six hours down to Costa Rica for the first leg of our Champions League match against the best club in Costa Rica, LD Alaluense. And as I say that, I just want to say there's going to be times where people listening are reminded that two white guys are hosting this podcast. And, we, and right now is one of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: My old speech impediment means I have trouble saying like the word squirrel. So I don't know why I decided to like host a soccer podcast in Los Angeles. Seems like a really bad idea. <laughs> Anyways, let's call him LDA. Now, Darren, you're the king of the yes. casuals. Yes. So you may be asking yourself, how does CONCACAF Champions League even work? I'm an idiot and I don't know. Well, I'm asking
1: myself the first part of it for sure. <laughs>
2: And I'm thinking about you the second part. Every year, the (laughs) top teams from every major CONCACAF league compete to see who's the best club amongst all leagues. And CONCACAF covers all major North American, Central American, and Caribbean soccer leagues. Every year, the MLS Cup winner, the MLS Cup loser, the Supporters' Shield winner, the U.S. Open Cup winner, and the Canadian Championship winner all represent the MLS at the CONCACAF Champions League. And... Last year was the very first time an MLS team ever won the Champions League. In the modern era, it almost always went to a Liga MX Mexican club. Last year, the Seattle Sounders won. LAFC came insanely close to winning it in 2020, but we lost it to Tigres in the finals in the game in which we scored first, and honestly, we probably should have won that game. Do you remember that game?
1: Vaguely. Yeah, I, uh, it wasn't fun. I, I just don't have the capacity... For many memories these days, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) The world's been rough since then. I just like, I I have things going on, Travis. I can't, you're you're telling me you're able to bank research and analysis of upcoming games, as well as an entire memory bank of past games.
2: Yeah. Things are great for me. I could (laughs) I, I could go out tonight until 2am. No problem. And you may be saying, Darren, why do we play the same team twice? As Americans, this is confusing to us. Well, they want it to be fair and give both teams a home and an away match because of all the travel. And so they do what is called aggregate scoring, where they combine the scores of two games played. And if that aggregate score is tied, let's say it was 1-1 one, one when we play in Costa Rica, they come back to L.A. and it's zero zero. The team who scores the most away goals wins. That's the most complicated part. So oh. it, so a 3-3 tie in Costa Rica is better for us than a 0-0 tie. Whereas a 3-3 tie in LA is worse for us because that means they scored more away goals. Does that make sense? You're saying this is a tiebreaker? Yes. Yes. After okay. the aggregate scoring.
1: So the aggregate scoring meaning it's just overall goals to overall goals?
2: Right. You just combine two games as if we played one 180 minute game. So you
1: finish the first game, you're just at halftime?
2: Yes. Okay. But I mean, it seems like it was always confusing to me as a, as a bright young American loser. And I do think <laughs> that it actually is fair because like traveling six hours to Costa Rica sucks for players, yep. just like it'll be annoying for them to travel six hours here. And it evens that out. So all that said, that's all the background for this whole thing. On paper, we're a much better team. We should not lose this matchup. But the team we're playing is one of the major three teams in the Costa Rican League, and they're currently in first place in that league. The Costa Rican League is actually one of the better ones in CONCACAF. It's behind Liga MX and MLS, but it is not a pushover league. I looked up some videos, and their fans seem like no joke. So after all the travel and the fact we've only played one game together as a team, plus our wonky roster, it is not going to be a cakewalk game. And if you need any more evidence of how fucking weird these Champions League games get, Austin this week lost 3-0 to a Haitian side that they should have demolished. And both Orlando and Philly were held goalless in their games. We should not expect to walk into Costa Rica and dominate just because we were in a better league. We should be rooting for a win. And if not, we want as many Goals as possible while we're in Costa Rica.
1: Wow. Are are there any any MLS wins in CCL so far?
2: As we're recording, I believe Vancouver's playing, so I don't know how that is going, but no, as of this morning, no, we had two ties and a loss. And Austin was playing the worst team of everyone.
1: Are you one of those people that's like, I'll root for an MLS team that's not LAFC in CCL, or someone that's like,
2: You know, this gets gets me in trouble. This got me in trouble in our text thread. Kellen Parker, who's in the 3252, very big fan of the team. We love Kellen. We've both worked with him a funnier Die. He was very yes. angry at me that I was rooting for the Seattle Sounders <laughs> to win the Champions League. We're not in the tournament. They were in the finals. It's good for the fucking league to prove that we're better than the League MX. I understand why you want to be first, but we also want the league to succeed, don't we? So our team can continue to succeed and we can get better fucking players on our team. Whatever. I, I mean, I guess, I don't know if it was like the Boston Celtics playing, I would not be rooting for them.
1: Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. We got to keep moving. Cause we bantered for way yep. too long. Wait, what do you think? Wait, I didn't ask you. What, do, do oh no, you... that's okay. No more, no more banter. <laughs> <laughs> when I say I don't want banter, uh, it's, I just want to hear myself talk.
1: I think I'm more than most people just like watching the game. Like I, I don't need beyond my team. If it's a good game, that's what I want to see. Like, I I don't care really. That's why I was interested because it just seems like different people are, are split. I, I guess naturally I'm kind of inclined to be like, I recognize like I have some familiarity with this team. So it's like cool to see them win, but yeah, I just don't care it also,
2: I don't fe- anytime MLS does anything well, it feels like an underdog story. It feels like you're rooting yeah. for an underdog.
1: Yeah, um, I like MLS getting some respect on an international stage. That's nice.
2: Okay. On top of all that insane information I just dumped on you, we learned a lot about our team during our game this weekend, which was a three to nil victory in 60 minutes against the Portland Timbers. The final 30 minutes of the game, we don't need to think about. It's not important. That didn't happen. No, the actual score was three to two, which brings us to an important storyline with two games this week. How are we going to use Giorgio Chiellini? Because when he came out of the game on Saturday, the entire back line fell apart he makes the entire squad seem comfortable and poised he just brings calm and when Aaron Long replaced him the back line looked terrified and the game came terrifyingly close to ending with a tie all that said Chiellini is 38 so I'm willing to bet he's not going to play in one of the games this week probably the Costa Rican game so the big question is how does Aaron Long look when he's given that starting spot
1: yeah that makes sense I. It only tells me the consistency of of either of them playing an entire game is probably preferable, even though with Keeling, that's probably not feasible.
2: Yeah, Aaron Long's not a bad – at least, I mean, he was the defensive player of the year a while back. Like, he's not a bad defender. It just was obvious when he came in, we started to look bad. And if our backline falters with Aaron Long back there, is John McCarthy going to make the same sorts of mistakes that he made? Um, leading to that second goal where he came out way too far. I was a goalie. I will never blame a goalie unless it was their fault. That goal was John McCarthy's fault. He was nervy. He came out too far. He fucked up. Our front line looked solid with Apoku at the nine. Vela and Buanga looked fluid together. Our midfield was solid even when that nervy Tillman came in as a sub. But my question weirdly now is the back line. The thing that I was saying earlier was what I felt was our strongest position. And so after all that, We travel six hours back home from Costa Rica Thursday night. We land Friday morning and just 48 hours later on Sunday night, Hollywood's biggest night, we play a regular (laughs) season MLS game against the New England Revolution, which brings us to our next storyline. The Rebs are on a roll. They won their first two games of the season. They've yet to be scored on this season. They won 3-0 against Houston, 1-0 against Charlotte. Uh, They're coached by Bruce Arena, whose style of coaching is essentially the same style you were taught by your youth soccer coach in 1996. Play your position, cross the ball, tap it in. He's America's most famous AYSO coach. He looks like like if Tom Thibodeau did (laughs) self-care for like 10 days and then said, fuck it. (laughs) Like he just like did a little bit to take care of himself.
1: I feel like he was kind of in his prime in 1996 when that, when that coaching style was normal and then just was like, I'm gonna stick with
2: this. You know how they say celebrities personalities like solidify the year that they get famous and they stay that age forever. That's his, how he coaches soccer, which is just like, I don't know, do your job, work hard, but this is a good team. And we're going to be really fucking tired, so it feels like very much a game we can come out of the gate sluggish and weird. I could talk about who's on the revs and who we need to watch out for and all that bullshit, but there's actually only one player I care about. And the biggest storyline of that game, the biggest storyline of this entire week, is that Sunday is a homecoming match for one of the most important players in LAFC's history, Latif Blessing. Will this be a Latif blessing revenge game, Darren?
1: Oh my God! I didn't even realize Latif blessing is on the Revolution.
2: He's on the Revolution. Last year, when we won the MLS Cup, blessing I, and Carlos Vela were the last two remaining players from our inaugural season that won the cup with us.
1: That's so funny. I was very on top of the fact that we that he left, and just completely blanked on what was happening to him. <laughs>
2: It is I funny, was
1: all, like, like I was. He was a fan favorite. I was like, oh, I was so sad that he was leaving. I, I mean, I, I recognize that he's not the best player on the team, and it shows how much I give a shit. That I didn't even care where he was
2: going. <laughs> well, what's like? Actually, it is no, funny it was, with soccer. You just like assume they go overseas. You know, like you're just not going to see what him. I was again. thinking during his five years at LAFC, he scored 14 goals, had 23 assists, but fans didn't love blessing for his stats. Latif Blessing was basically a vibe. He's from Ghana. He's like three foot nine. <laughs> he is so fast. He'd come onto the field and just sprint around aimlessly, which created a lot of chaos and foul calls. He's Yoshi. He. <laughs> Yoshi. he that's oh man that's so funny he's he so is. good at selling contact people loved latif for his energy and joy he wasn't the most talented guy but boy was he fun to watch i as you said i was never as big of a fan as other people but i understand why people love blessing so much he was pure unbridled fun and it's going to be so weird watching him play against us I don't want our players to knock him to the ground the way that he will get knocked to the ground. I would like to protect him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to like seeing, you know what? I think I'll enjoy seeing him succeed and I'll enjoy seeing him fail regardless of what happens with him. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, it's nice that he's doing well. And I'll be like, oh yeah, this is really fun to be on the other side of this.
2: <laughs> I won't want him to score, but if he does, I'll be like, good for you, kiddo. You got us. <laughs> He's also oh. been a big part of the Revolution's offense so far this season. already really? has an assist for the team. He's been playing a lot. So I can see him wanting to prove to us that we shouldn't have let him go. Latif revenge game might be incoming. I think we should have let him go for sure.
1: I mean, if he has like – if he goes crazy, that would be pretty fun. It would be mean, a fun story. You can, so
2: can have a hat-trick and we can still win. You know? That would be yeah, nice. We'll, we'll win eight to three. Well, those are the storylines. When we come back, Darren does a game with me that I don't know about, about the city of Boston, home of the New England Revolution.
1: And we're back. My hometown of Boston has become the official third rail of Travis and my friendship over the years, and it's become the third rail of this podcast within about 10 minutes of recording the first episode. So naturally, I'm going to do the thing neither of us have been able to stop doing for over a decade and piss all over this third rail in a game we're calling...
3: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
1: Darren genuinely tries to convince Travis that Boston is good, actually, an impossible task that is unquestionably doomed to fail miserably. A game.
2: Boston is actually a really good city.
1: Oh. <laughs> The jingle for this I, game is great. It's I,
2: what what's, <laughs> uh, what's insane is that I am the one in charge of the sound cues. I don't know what the sound cues <laughs> yeah, are. I made Travis so play I, that
1: sound <laughs> that I made.
2: <laughs> and just for people <laughs> listening, the New England Revolution are sort of from Boston. That's the tie here. <laughs> yeah,
1: they sh- they could just call themselves the Boston Revolution, which would make more sense. But they can't because okay. their stadium is so far away.
2: Please uh, just, just to, get so, on with this. I'm I'm so <laughs> uncomfortable.
1: Oh, believe me, I am more so. Just to set the record straight here, I think LA is the best city in the country. I I'm gonna get in trouble back home for saying this. I even think it's the best sports city in the country. I just find the need to defend my hometown of Boston against the obscene levels of vile hatred that spew from every pore of Travis's body anytime the topic comes up. Mm contrary to travis's and let's face it popular belief there are great things about boston and it's despite all these great things that the new england revolution keep finding ways to be well lame as hell but travis with maybe that being the part we can agree on let's poke the bear with some trivia are you ready
2: i can't wait i can't (laughs) i really cannot wait i just have a couple it's just a few questions
1: this is going to be painless okay question number one Boston is, of course, known for rowdy, asshole sports fans. So uh-huh. which of the following real incidents occurred in Boston? A, basketball fans stormed the court with two seconds still left on the clock at the end of an NBA Finals game, one of whom attacked a referee. Was it B, football fans threw milk bones and batteries at the, the opposing team's quarterback, and it got so bad the refs called a 15-yard penalty and made the team switch to the opposite sides of the field? Was it C, a baseball fan and his son stormed the field and attacked a first base coach, leaving him with permanent hearing loss? Or was it D, an NBA championship win spurred riots, resulting in eight deaths, 124 hospitalizations, and 170 arrests?
2: No, it, no. okay, so that last one can't. So I, my instinct, I like I know you're going to try to fucking trick me. I know there's a trick here. and <laughs> And I just, I'm like... The last one, eight people died after they won the NBA championship. I would know that story, right? So it can't be all of the above. So I'm going <laughs> to go with batteries and milk bones. But I will say that that's B. But I will say that all of them sound very believable.
1: They did all occur. And I can tell you what cities they're all from. Your, your, your answer is B, the milk B. bones. Yeah. That is incorrect. Do you want to give you the correct answer? Yes, yeah, tell me. A, the basketball fans stormed the court with two seconds left in 1976. That's very in the Boston funny. Garden. <laughs> it was a triple over a famous triple overtime game against the Suns. I believe my grandfather was at the game. My dad growing up always told me, I can't remember whether it was him and my grandma, grandfather or just my grandfather, but he always told me that they were at the game. I didn't realize that that was the same game. He never mentioned the storming the court part. <laughs> um, the uh, The milkbone one was the only one with an actual hint of any kind because it was the dog pound doing it at the Cleveland Browns Stadium.
2: I was curious uh, about the term milk bone.
1: Yeah, and then C, a baseball fan, was in Chicago, and D was unfortunately in Detroit.
2: So you're trying to say that there's shitty fans everywhere? I get it. I get That's the right, point Travis. you're making. Let's move right. on.
1: We do not have a monopoly on on shitty fans.
2: I'm glad that you, I'm glad.
1: am glad you. Thanks for connecting the dots. Travis. All right. Believe it or not, the New England Revolution won the Supporters Shield in 2021. The actual. Oh capacity, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. The actual capacity of the stadium they play in when not capped for soccer games is how many thousands of seats larger than their average attendance that year? Is it A, 18, as in Boston's number 18 ranking in the US News and World Reports best places to live? Is it B, seven, as in Boston's ranking in best places to live specifically for quality of life? Is it C, 47, as in 1947, when the Boston Marathon was the first international marathon held since World War II, creating hope and humanity once more for the world. Or is it D, 30, as in the over 30 breweries in Boston you can enjoy on your next vacation?
2: Or is it 70, the percentage of Bostonians who have said the N-word this year? Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I, Okay. I was thinking of that comeback the whole time. I, I <laughs> So it's what it's what's the.
1: It's how many how, thousands of the difference between. I know this is a complicated one. The difference between total capacity of Gillette Stadium. Right. The cap it and, 1,
2: and what the average attendance is. Will you just list the numbers again for me?
1: Yes. So I'll I'll do it in, in these in the terms of the actual thing. So is it 18,000 more? How many empty seats were there? Basically 18,000. 7,000, 47,000, or 30,000?
2: I think the answer is 47,000. No one that's goes to those
1: games. Yeah, that's it, it's correct.
2: so sad. <laughs> and Gillette Stadium's massive
1: 65, 66,000 capacity. It's uh, massive. It's a football
2: stadium. Move all those fucking uh, <laughs> legacy teams. It's fucking depressing. I will say
1: Bruce Arena is a little bit more aggressive than people have been in the past in saying that they really need a, a stadium, and that's good. But Bob Craft, the Crafts who own the Patriots, also own the Revolution. And they do this little thing where they're like, yeah, we'll do a new stadium. And they just, every couple of years, they put that out in the press and they're never actually going to do it. Anyway, lightning round. You ready? I'm so ready. I'm going to give you a bunch of true or false statements. Tell me if they're true or false. Ready? ready? Go. There's a garden on a Fenway Park rooftop that can produce over 6,000 pounds of organic produce each year. True. True. With 63 different colleges and universities, Boston is a major hub for higher education, offering students a wide range of (laughs) educational opportunities. True. False. It's over 100. Boston has has the 10th highest percentage of LGBTQ plus people in the U.S. at 12.3% of the city's population. True. Lightning round within the lightning round. Which of these were created by Bostonians? Disposable razor blades. Tr- tr- no false true tupperware F- true true the microwave false true racism true, <laughs> true. false
2: <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> well they mastered it <laughs> <laughs> i knew i was gonna
1: get too close on that one
2: the telephone alexander Graham Bell. false true The electric scooter, (laughs) yeah, definitely true. False. (laughs) The electric voting machine. (laughs) Dominion, false. True. (laughs) The phrase "bing bong." Okay, false. I know where "bing bong" comes from. The World Wide Web Consortium. True. MIT. True. It's pretty
1: important, and that's our game. I'll I'll let you out of your misery. You can play the (laughs) outro music now.
2: I, I, I love the Boston Red Sox.
1: Thank you, Travis, for finally coming around.
2: Darren, I want you to know that that was a joy and I had so much fun playing it. And I really do think that it's maybe the only good thing to ever come from the city of Boston outside of you. I think you are a good person. My wife is a good person, but my wife at least understands that Boston's terrible, I don't think that you do. And that's your biggest (laughs) flaw as a person, but this was a fun game. Uh, Travis, about- I do
1: understand that Boston's terrible. That's the weird duality of this. I agree with almost everything you have to say that's bad about
2: Boston just not to the extent that I you have to I, I want to have this conversation. So the reason it's so annoying <laughs> is that is that I am it's the same reason people I hate on New Jersey is that there when you, okay. someone feels pride in a place that you see as bad or flawed, the pride is what gets to you. So what irks me is less mm. so the city itself, which I've been to and is beautiful to look at. The people are atrocious, I'll but the city I'll itself it. uh, is beautiful to look at. But the pride that people feel in it is what is upsetting to me. Like I grew up in a place that no one's proud of and no one hates us. You know, they just don't think of us. Uh-huh. And that's okay too. People hate that people like Los Angeles, you know? Okay okay
1: yeah i i'm okay with that because i think that matches with other cities i think the more pride that people feel in their city the more people kind of hate it in general and that's true everywhere
2: yeah all right when (laughs) we come back let's make some bets
1: and we're back now it's time for a segment we call bet it and forget it
3: bet it and forget it forget it
1: Every week, Travis and I are going to end the show with a bet for this week's game. We make an outlandish prediction for the week, something that's almost definitely not going to happen, but it could happen. We don't know. Each (laughs) week, we both put up $5, and if and when no one hits, the money rolls over to the next week. Eventually, by the time someone's weird prediction comes true, they might win a good chunk of change. Last week's bets. What do you have?
2: I said that there was going to be a plane flyover and someone would have an emergency landing. Neither of those things happened. There wasn't wasn't even a flyover. No, just Karen Bass.
1: Yeah, that was a weird, like Pleasantville moment. Like the mayor, really?
2: It's also like none of us, you know, no one wants to cheer for the mayor, but she hasn't done anything to make us mad at her yet. So it's just sort of like, all right, I guess the mayor. Okay, Okay. so special. What was uh, it? No, so that cutting ceremony. that didn't happen what was what was your
1: i said someone was going to get in trouble on the sidelines for drinking alcohol and thrown at, right. off of the field that might have happened i don't know I,
2: well i don't know I enough don't... to be
1: able to call it a win
2: we would have known if someone got kicked off the field you think so, so even if someone was drinking we it, it the bet didn't hit this week we're adding $5 each to the pot which brings us to $40 so if this hits we'll be competing we're for almost 40 in rich
1: territory if yeah. you win you're rich
2: like, I feel like fifty dollars is a big bet. Oh yeah, you know, and we're getting there by next is like, week. Like, oh my god, I got fifty dollars. We should start putting this money away so when someone does hit, we don't. It doesn't feel as painful, you know, when we have to pay them. Oh, that's
1: like a. You're giving me like this is like actual good finance habits.
2: Yeah, because it'll this suck like, when it's like you have to Venmo me four hundred dollars one day.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's like a significant burden.
2: Okay, on the family. <laughs> I have a prediction. All right, what's your bet? What's your this year? week that this I know. will So I know this is going to happen. I'm very confident this is going to happen, Darren. Okay. On the way back from Costa Rica, someone is going to have a problem at customs and they will not be allowed back into the country. Someone on the team, a player will not be allowed back into America they might come back in a day or two, but they will not be allowed with the whole team to come back into the United States.
1: Wow. Okay, this is uh, – I feel like this is one of the lesser outlandish – it's crazy to think about, but
2: I, I. it feels possible. It feels pretty possible. I think I've been too crazy and this one. I'm like, it's – I feel like this one could happen because there's so many different passports to handle, so many different visas. It's complicated.
1: Mm-hmm. And hopefully it will be a – it does seem more likely that if it happens, it's more of like, oh, there was a mix-up. there back in a day and not like a weird Britney Griner situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, uh what's your prediction? Yeah, I could I could see it happening. I'm glad that you went with a a, a crazy one like that cuz mine is very like in game. I'm just going to put I'm just going to go take the over on an over under of 10 times the ball hits a post or crossbar.
2: In in the combined games or one game? The the combined both of the games. So
1: over the that, course does, of the two of the two games this week there will be LA- more than
2: 10 crossbars or posts. And LA, only LAFC or both teams?
1: Do you think it's not, you think it's too feasible to be both teams? I think I was it's kind of feasible.
2: I think it, let's do it. I, 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 I feel like it happens I, like twice a game usually. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. I'll take the under. Okay. I'll, I'll, that's a good bet. Okay. I'll put the number higher. Well, no, I think that's Ten great. Let's high, do it. Man. 10. 10. <laughs> All right. You have to count. I'm not fucking counting. Um, that's our show. <laughs> Darren, take us away. All right. That is our
1: show. Thank you so much for listening. Before we go, we want to remind you that we will be live streaming our post-game show 10 minutes after both games on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at happyfoot, sadfoot. You can go ahead and go there and subscribe and watch our episodes there as well. There's a link in the show notes. Come talk to us during the live stream in the chat. You can call in to talk. We'll post a link to join us in our remote studio and we'll hang out.
2: It was so fun last week when people did it, and we got some callers. It was great. And like I said, Vince is going to be on on Thursday, so come join us. Our theme music is done by the insane team of James Valentine, Nate Walcott, and Louie Palmer. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you enjoyed this and have friends that are curious about getting into the club, please send this their way. Like we always say, we're doing this on our own dime, so any sort of promotion for us really helps. And if you can, please subscribe and review the podcast five stars. It takes no time at all. And it really, really, really helps us and other people find our podcast. Thanks again. We'll see you after the games on the live stream. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Okay. I I love you.